Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Jordan. Hey. Emily. Hello. Nicole. Sup. And Justin. Hey, yo. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. That is right. End of every episode. <laughs> you know the drill. We name a village idiot. Last week's village idiot? Saf. Yeah. Played by Justin. That means that Justin has to do the recap. So what happened last time? Last week? Okay, so... We woke up after the a heavy night of drinking after the shared pocket. Agamir and Drew didn't do so good after the morning after. But we went downstairs at the tavern. We had Tasvig Duvet, the console of fellows. Right? Correct. Uh, yeah, the console of fellows sitting at the bar all by himself. And then we went up to him and he said that he was going to put us on the honor guard for the two golden mantles and did he say anything else really he was stating that you know you're investigating Sokoba and you weren't expecting to meet Kelvin and you relayed to him that Sokoba and Kelvin didn't seem to get along that's true so he decided then that he was going to send them on a mission together and make you their honor guard to investigate them surreptitiously and that mission was about the shade pocket specifically yeah it seems like the lore keepers are withholding some information from the mantles okay okay so uh he left and then we went to go a little undercover at the lore keepers camp and fellows and and come on it was only a week ago you got this <laughs> i'm trying to figure out where we started at the at the camp did we i snagged a page boy that's right. Uh, so the camp actually happened to be outside the tavern pretty much. So Drew snagged one of the interns who then proceeded to point us in the right direction, followed by us going up to the mobile archives. The muscly lore keepers said we needed a paper to enter. So we went to the closest sucker to try and get a paper out of them. And it turned out that that was a dwarf lady who was writing her thesis. Then uh, she said that we had to find her some more samples for her mushroom so that she could finish. Uh, we saw them loading a cart with these mushrooms. And we created a diversion with sleight of hand. Uh, so Scar actually tripped into some of the lore keepers while I sleight-of-handed some mushrooms. We took the mushrooms, we went back to this lady, we plopped it down in front of her, she made us the paper, and a long-winded conversation. So we took the paper to the mobile archive, showed it to the guards, they let us in. We met the librarian who said just do whatever, basically, and then we each investigated to find uh, books that we wanted to. I believe Agamir was looking for a picture book, <laughs> specifically, uh, of the monsters, and he read about the Shrieking Mushrooms. Scar was next, and she 
looked for a not picture book about the monsters and she came across the... I was looking at the same book as Agamir. Oh, uh, okay. So she came across the Toothy Boys and then Drew wanted to look into the Shade Pockets and Eladrin. And I looked for things relating to Grandpa Milo, of which I did not find anything. So the librarian comes back. He proceeds to tell me that Grandpa Milo did an internship, but that's about it in the Shade Pockets. We proceeded to leave, and we were outside the big tent when we saw a light emitting from the big tent. And that's where we ended it. That is correct. Just to remind everyone who uh, may have forgotten, Nicole is playing Scarlet, the tiefling fighter. Yep. Emily's playing Drew, the Eladrin grave domain cleric slash warlock. Yeah. Justin is playing uh, Saf, the halfling artificer. And Jordan is playing Agamir, the swashbuckling half-orc rogue. The nicest rogue you'll ever meet. Your friendly neighborhood rogue. <laughs> like I might become the first paladin in millennia as well. <laughs> You're going to multi-class as a paladin rogue. Paladin rogue. Yeah. Makes just as much sense as I play this character. <laughs> a schizophrenic character. <laughs> He's sneaky good. Nice. Also, the main quest that you all are on right now is to investigate the golden mantles at the behest of Tasvig Duvet. The Consul of Fellows, one of the boroughs of the city continent of Alari, following the death of one of his other golden mantles. He believes there was foul play, and you all have been tasked with investigating that. So that's your main quest, and then this shade pocket happened as you were getting in good with Sikoba Volnai, one of the golden mantles. So you all are outside this tent. The tent flap has just closed. And you no longer see the light that was emitting from the inside. So what would y'all like to do? Get in there. Well, we can try to disguise ourselves as people who belong here and try to get in. We could try to find a different way in and sneak in, maybe. What do we want to do? We can steal Lorekeeper's robes and try and get in there. That is an option. I mean, wouldn't they know by our faces that we're not one of them seems to be a lot of them we just came from the main borough we we just got transferred didn't some of them see us yesterday some of them did uh no some of the mantles saw you yesterday i thought we we because the tall elf floor keeper was he the only one that was there he is the only one that you were really talking to yesterday yeah all right, so should we pop into one of the couple of these tents to see if we can find some like lore keeper robes or uniform? I don't know what they wear. They wear robes. Yeah, I'd, I'd say we should look for robes. That sounds like a solid plan. Okay. We should have just done that all along instead of the whole long winded getting a paper thing. Yeah, but D&D is all about them side quests sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like we found out valuable information. I think it was worth it. Mm-hmm. True. I'm glad that you all thought so, because I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> That's great to hear. <laughs> Love it. I mean, what? I'm always so prepared for these sessions. Don't listen to behind the screens at all. <laughs> Except you should. 
subscribe to our Patreon, listen to more DM secrets about how they actually don't know what the fuck they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's go find some robes. (laughs) Can Agamir see any, like, barracks types of tents where the people would have foot lockers with spare sets of clothing? Would I be able to tell the difference? Roll me an investigation. Most of the tents look the same, but let's see what your trained roguish eyes see. Mm Mm-hmm. A solid 11. Okay. All the tents look the same. Wonderful. You can't make heads or tails of this lore keeper stuff. You uh, tend to shy away from trying to, you know. Unnatural 20. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so Agamir isn't able to figure it out, but Scar finds a tent that looks like the quartermaster for the lore keepers. It is on the opposite side of the courtyard from the mobile archive on the other side of the main tent. Hey, guys, let's go there. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> Found it. Nice. How'd you do that, Scar? The heck? <laughs> I'm a cop. That's what I do. I keep forgetting that. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I keep forgetting that you're a cop. Yeah, I know. I've committed so much crime. <laughs> All right, let's go. Okay. You are over there. There's a, a, a lore keeper there. Obviously, this is the Lorekeeper camps, and there are, you know, robes, uh, crates and crates of robes, and quills and parchment and all the sort of material that Lorekeepers would need to conduct their research. There are ambileks and beakers and magnifying glasses, everything that they could possibly need. What's an ambilek? It's like a, it's a round glass container with a, like, spigot to distill. Oh, Okay. That's what that thing is called? You learn something new every day. I believe so. I'll double check, but... Alembic. Sorry. Alembic. Oh. I still wouldn't have known that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like a still. So there's a lore keeper in this tent, so it's not like we can just grab things and go without that person seeing us, right? Correct. Do you imagine that this is the quartermaster lore keeper? Anyone want to distract or something? I don't know. What can we see of this lore keeper? What is their gender and heritage? It appears that, well, no, it doesn't appear. They are a dragonborn, a very large male dragonborn, you believe. It's kind of hard to tell the males and the females apart, you know, being based on reptilians that don't have traditional mammalian features that would indicate gender. Since Saf is the best at sleight of hand, we'd want Saf to be the one to, like, you know, pocket some... Well, I don't mean pocket. Well, yeah, because you got that bag of holding. Pocket some robes, like, just throw four robes into the bag while the three of us go distract, I guess? I don't know. Sure. Makes sense. We can try and woo him. Woo? Who's wooing? You can try and seduce the dragonborn. I don't... Uh, oh. You can certainly try. <laughs> Do the reptile dance of his people. <laughs> oh my god. Extend your frill. <laughs> Am I gonna, like, use my tail and do some swishy-swishy? Like, <laughs> We're gonna have to come up with a new homebrew race, half tiefling, half dragonborn. <laughs> <laughs> I am so bad at seducing things. I'm awkward. <laughs> this is weird. 
I'm like asexual. I don't care. And you wanted to be a bard. Hey, that is a stereotype. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be that kind of bard. My tiefling bard was basically Saf, except she was also like a demon. So she was really sweet and nice, except she did have to kill things. Except when she wasn't. Yeah, she was really good at killing things, but was also like freaked out by it. It was gross, but she did it. She threw up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of my RP was like, she throws up. <laughs> Right there in the middle of everything. What's a quartermaster do again? That's like horses. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's generally used for like military outfits. They give the armor and weapons and all that kind of stuff. For the lore keepers, it's more of the research stuff. So so maybe I could just like go up to him with my Warhammer and say, you know, like they told someone told me you were like the best at equipment and stuff around here and uh i think i may have damaged my warhammer while we were in the shade pocket or something i don't know that's good <laughs> no that's good you can be like this is my warhammer that's a thing want it fixed help that's my seduction let's talk about weapons <laughs> so are you trying to deceive persuade what are you trying to do here um, I feel like I'm trying to persuade. All right. Roll me a persuasion check. And we got to make sure that we keep his back turned to the, to not Saf. Yeah. So. And the two, and, and Drew and, and Agamir can kind of be like standing like behind me, like in the way maybe. So the way that the tent is laid out as well, uh, three of the sides are closed off and then the one open side is completely open. So it's not like a, a tent flap. It's like a rolled tent side. Oh, well then staff better roll real friggin' high for that slant. <laughs> okay. Persuasion, 15. And what do you say to him? Hey, I heard you were the best... Uh, person to, that understands weapons and equipment around here uh, was one of the mantles that was in charge of keeping getting people out of the shade pocket and to safety. We encountered a lot of great, crazy stuff in there as you may know. So uh, maybe could you take a look at this for me? And I think I may have damaged it and this Warhammer is very precious to me. The shade pocket is over. Go to your mantle's headquarters. Well, I mean I was told that you were the guy to talk to. That you're the best of the best. Give him money. Uh, he works for coin. I uh, I was told you were the best of the best. You know, I'm willing to pay. Handsomely. I don't have time for this. I'm just going to pull it out and like slam it on the table and be like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Your schedule's been cleared. <laughs> I know what you're saying, Justin. Fuck off. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> As did I. I yeah. left it alone this time. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> so I take out my Warhammer and I slam it on the table and I say, this is a beautiful piece of craftsmanship. I can't trust it to just anybody. Please just take a moment and look at this for me. <laughs> Safina, get your shit together. <laughs> Sorry. Are you trying to roll an intimidation? Mm, I don't think it's an... I think it's still persuasion, because she's still kind of flattering him. Yeah. Let's try again. 
conversation. She's not like yelling at him. She's speaking nicely. So that's 18. I thought I could get a little higher, but no. <laughs> this is a very fine piece, but I am not in charge of mental's weapons. Think of me as not a mantle right now. Think of me as an ordinary citizen that needs the help of the best of the best. The Lord Keepers are not charity. This is not a charity. You take your weapon and go. He picks up your warhammer and hands it back to you. I'm not looking for charity, man. I could pay top coin. During all of this time. Safina should be doing shit. Yeah, that's what I'm, <laughs> I was literally about to ask. How long is this conversation going for already? A uh, minute or so. Okay. That was so, plenty of time to get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for you to, you know, do your thing. Anyway, so I sneak around and I rifle through things. Roll me a stealth check, please. That would be a 21. Okay, you managed to avoid detection. Nice. And find robes? Oh, I need an investigation check for what you find. Oh. <laughs> that would be a 16. Okay, you uh, find some research tools in the nearest crate. In the crate next to that, you find some magical devices. It looks like detection devices, but you have not found any robes. God damn it. You're really not making this easy. I feel like we should just try to sneak in. Go find a, a point of entry for the big tent. Yeah. From the glimpse of light we got, I mean... Did it seem like there were a lot of people in there? It seemed like there was a lot of activity in there, like a lot of people were standing around it. I feel like if we can get in, we'd be able to either hide among the crowd or whatever. We just need to get in. There's got to be like a more secluded point of entry that we could like distract the guards or get them away, and then we could enter that way and go in and try to blend in. But the entire crowd is lord keep lord keepers, right? All of the people... In the tent, were they all wearing the same thing that we could see? Well, this is the Lorekeeper Forward camp for the Shade Pocket. So you, they seem to be pretty tight-lipped about who they allow entry to their tents, as you have evidenced by uh, the guards at the Mobile Archive and this Quartermaster here. Okay, so we are going to need disguises. All right. This Quartermaster doesn't seem to be the place we'd get these disguises. And just as a reminder, there are still a bunch of pages and other lore keepers milling around this courtyard. Yeah, let's just go intimidate a page to go get us a bunch of fucking uniforms done. We'd be better off just luring four lore keepers into a tent, knocking them out and stealing their clothes. No, we would not! Adventure! Versus asking a conscious lore keeper to steal four robes? Not steal. Go get for us. They don't know who we are. We could just be like, hey, you, go grab four robes for us. Hey, you, you're not a lore keeper. Why do you need robes? Hey, you, you're a fucking intern. Go or I'll punch your face in. How about that? <laughs> Scar, did you, uh, did you wind up in Drew somehow? Honestly, <laughs> like, what's happening? I'm just saying. <laughs> maybe this information, maybe just the fact that there's some kind of light in the tent it's information enough we could bring it back to Sokova and say like I think we think they have I don't know a piece of either that being that we saw and let, let her know or I feel like we're already here I want to get into the big tent I want to know what's in it are y'all talking in character or are you 
we can be in character. This is basically what I'd be saying. I want to go to the big tent. I got an idea. Okay, so we go to the back of the tent. I kind of go half in to hear what they're saying. I sneak under the tent, and I'm kind of half in, half out, or I just go in, whatever, but um, to hear what they're saying, and then you three stand guard around the back while half of me is hanging out the tent. I don't know if that's going to work. We'd have to find an area. Uh, the I mean, tent is in the middle of the courtyard, and it has guards posted at each of the cardinal directions. Yeah. That ain't going to work. It's octagonally. Yeah, the octagonal tent. So at each of the north, south, east, west, there are two guards posted. Hmm. So if we want to steal robes, I mean, we can grab a page and see where the like seamstress is. Where did Where's the costumes? <laughs> It would be with the quartermaster. There's no, there's no costumer in the uh, lore keeper camp. Oh, the co- the quartermaster is the one who would have. They would have the. They're basically the like if you're at a concert, you know, they're the one who's got all the merch up. Uh, <laughs> sorry, we're out of mediums. The inventory manager. Yeah. Got it. Are you cool with an extra large? Um, Drew kind of comes up and starts to push Scar away and she's like, no, no, you know what? It's fine. Go ahead and leave this lore keeper alone. The mantles have way better people to look at your stuff. You don't need this dude to look at it. And that's going to be a persuasion because I'm trying to get him to be like, oh, I'm the best. It's going to be an unnatural 20. Yes, you should listen to your friend. She's very wise. Why is this? Nothing is working on the quartermaster. That was a 20. That was really high. Some things aren't meant to be. Choo-choo. We ran into a brick wall with this guy. I was going to say. He's the quartermaster of the lore keepers. He's not just going to give this stuff out to anyone or, you know, help just anyone. We're not asking him for that. We're asking him to help look at this thing and I rolled a 20 persuasion so you apparently want us to do something else you all can continue to try this no however this is a very hard this is a very hard thing to do to persuade the lore keeper quartermaster I catch Saf's eye and Saf I don't know I'm assuming kind of looks at me and just kind of shrugs like she didn't find anything and I'm like alright alright let's Let's leave this poor man alone and like should we well shuffle out of the tent. Okay. And then I lean down to say I'm like nothing. Nothing. Okay, we gotta to plan B if there is one of those. It's either finding a page and getting him to get us robes for some reason, or it's gonna be luring lore keepers to a tent and murdering them. Uh just unconscious <laughs> should be fine. Non lethal. <laughs> Uh, I I will remind you all that these are tents, not buildings. Yeah. So if we make a big scuffle, it'll be easily heard? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even if we knock them out, they're going to wake up with no clothes on. Yeah, but they'll wake up long after we're gone. They're going to be like, oh yeah, it's probably, we have to find those people who knocked us out. Do we have, we don't know, none of us have any like illusion magic? I do not believe there is an illusioner. What does my pale tincture do again? That's a poison. Yeah, what does it do? It kills people over the course of, like, days. 
A creature subjected to this poison must succeed on a con saving throw or take poison damage and become poisoned. The uh, repeat the throw every twenty four hours. Oh, yeah, and so take well. poison damage on failed saves until the poison ends. The damage the poison deals can't be healed by any means. Yeah, that's going to take too long. Um, never mind. Just wait them out for a week. I have a spell alarm. Mm-hmm. For uh, an audible alarm produces the sound of a handbell for 10 seconds within 60 feet. Maybe we could use that as a distraction. Maybe. Maybe. Starting to feel like this tent is pretty. It's pretty. It's locked down pretty tight. It's locked down pretty tight, but uh, it is a tent. Perhaps someone with enough perception might be able to hear something just through the tent wall. How are we going to get close enough to the tent wall without someone being like, "What the fuck are you doing so close to the tent wall?" Mm-hmm. They're only posted at the cardinal directions. That's correct. It's not that big of a tent. If you're, if they're. There's going to be a guard right there next to you. Whether it doesn't matter what side you go on, there's going to be guards there. You could try and distract those guards, maybe. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but... Yeah, Agamir walks up to one of the... Well, like, there's hustle and bustle just all around the tent, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to get as close to the tent as I can, and I'd like to roll a perception. Okay, are you trying to be uh, not necessarily sneaky, but surreptitious about it? Sure. Roll me a stealth check, but for... or uh, Stealth or performance, I'll let you choose. I'll do stealth. And... Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, 21. Okay, so you are stealthy, and roll me a perception, please. Perception 19. Okay. So you hear some muttering inside. There's lots... You hear also a... Um, the sound that of, like, someone chipping away at something, or trying to chip away at something. And you hear the custodian of the mobile archive, and he says, I don't think that's going to work. It's, it seems to be impenetrable. No, I know, I, I know that, Nicholas. But surely there's some way to get in this. Something has to be emitting this light. And you hear them going back and forth like that for a while. Uh, it goes inaudible for a second as it sounds like a table is being moved. And you hear a loud bang. And then, well, if you look here, it it looks like someone was able to pry something off. It looks like there should be a whole piece here, but there isn't. See, like on this side over here. Oh, you're, you're right. Who who has had access to this tent? I, I don't know. I just got here. You would have to speak to the guards. And you hear some other people talking, some more chipping away, and uh, that's uh, what you what you hear before some pages come running by, and uh, they kind of distract the guards to make them look in kind of your direction. And one of the guards comes up, says, "Hey, hey, get away from this tent! What what are you all doing here? Are you lorekeepers?" I'm just like, oh no, we were just. Uh... Just looking for some shade. It's been a hot day. I'm on the shady side of the turns. <laughs> <laughs> it's my whole excuse. <laughs> move along, move along. We've got a. This is floor keepers only. Sure thing, sure thing. As we start to get a certain distance away from the tent, I, I, don't know, I turn to the party and I'm like, hey, that Nicholas guy sounded like he was, he was chipping away at some kind of solid 
material that seems to be emitting the light that we saw there's already a piece missing from it somehow but they cannot find any way to break it now that's about what i was able to able to hear good to know good to know so now we know what they were keeping in there cool all right so i guess we gotta go back to tasvig and tell them what we found shiny rock shiny rock so tasvig has left the tavern so if you wanted to contact tasvig you would need to use the sending stone okay let's do that we should find a secluded place yeah we should and other than that, you would be waiting for your contact with Sokoba and or Kelvin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do we need to be back in a tavern to receive that contact? I think we're also waiting on a message from Walter Hillis, so we probably need to go back. To your uh, main tavern? Yeah. Yeah. The tavern name that I always forget. The tavern with a menu? Yes. I'm not sure I have notes about the name. Quick, someone listen to episode 19. <laughs> you go back to your main tavern. this far away from the shade pocket it doesn't seem like there has been much that has changed with the uh the peoples of fellows it's a pretty um localized chaos from the shade pocket so nothing really seems amiss no one really you don't you don't hear any mutterings about the strangeness or the nature of the shade pocket here so you feel like you can kind of breathe a little bit and it's not so weird so you get in and the innkeeper says, hey, a letter came for you. There you go. He hands it to uh, Agamir. I pull out one of my daggers, slow it open and read it. Okay. Three pumpkins. One cup of sugar. Two cups of flour. <laughs> it appears to be a recipe for pumpkin bread. Oh my God. I was going to say something about this last episode when Justin brought up the pumpkins. I was like, yeah, I'm still waiting on those recipes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, behind the the pumpkin bread recipe is a pumpkin pie recipe and a pumpkin soup recipe. Nice. Lovely. Uh, oh, uh, we also had this for you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess this goes to, to you as well. He hands you a second letter. It's a smaller letter. I opened it as deftly as I opened it the first. Okay. Uh, it contains a coin of familiar make to you with the sigil of the violet rose. Awesome. And it's just a coin? Just the coin. So he's ready for the meat. Yes, that's what it appears to be. Okay. Are we ready for this? Do we remember the plan? So we didn't level up after the shave pocket? No, you did not. And uh, yeah, I remember the plan anyway. Do you? Um Refresh my memory. So we were going to get Reg by himself and use the truth serum on him to find out who his employer is. Yeah. Okay. But he has the two goons with him. Okay. And Nate, out of character, so where should I, like, the, with the coin, do I need to bring this back to Walter Hillers, or do I, do I just, Agamir know where he needs to go to, to meet up with Reg? You know where you would need to go. You remember the location. Okay. So, are you guys cool with heading over to the location, getting staged to capture? So, take down the two goons, and then capture Reg. I guess. Yep, let's do it. The two goons, Zuff and Giro. Yeah. All right. All right. Side quest again. Side question. But I do gather the ingredients for uh, for these recipes, though. (laughs) Okay, Uh, you did keep some of the pumpkins, correct? 
I believe so, yes. Yeah, like two of them, right? Or something like that. Maybe a midday lunch kind of thing. <laughs> is there an oven we can use here at the top? Uh, yeah, there is. Side side quest time. All right, roll me a wisdom to follow the recipe. Oh, God. I'm joking. Okay. Okay, cool. So, uh, you get to the location of the meetup for Reg. Do you wait until the evening? Yes. Yeah. That makes the most sense. Yeah, because I'm making my pumpkin stuff. Uh, all, all right. <laughs> which, um, which recipe did you want to make? Let's see. Soup. Yep. <laughs> the soup. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. You make the soup. It is delicious. Uh, do, actually, do roll me a um, an intelligence check, please. An intelligence check. Okay. Like a saving throw? No, just a check. Okay, sixteen. Okay. Uh, so you follow the recipe pretty well. Roll me a d six, please. All right. Two. Okay. Everyone who tries the soup gets two temporary hit points. Oh, nice. Nice. Woo! Cool, cool. I taste the soup. <laughs> Where's the spoon? <laughs> <laughs> it was tasty. <laughs> that farmer really knew what they were doing. Nice. I don't regret any of my decisions. Yes. Talk to all NPCs. Get all the recipes you can. It's going to be just like World of Warcraft. You're going to have to level up your cooking skill and you'll get cool buffs. So you have the pumpkin soup, you gain your temporary hit points, you wait until the evening, and you arrive at the location to speak with Reg. Do you all want to talk your game plan, or are you all just kind of going and showing up at the same time? Yeah, this is not my plan, so I'm going to like kind of leave that up to you guys. I'm there as like, backup. I had no idea. I agree with the plan, like kidnapping him and giving him the truth serum and finding out what his motives are, but I don't know what you guys want to do as far as execution. That's my question. How are we killing him? You want to execute him? (laughs) Oh, we are killing him? We're not killing Reg. We are not. What's the execution? And I said, that's my question. (laughs) I want to kill him. They don't. What can you tell us about the environment? Sorry, go ahead, Justin. Um, First of all, I'd like to cast False Life on myself before anything goes down. Okay. But uh, we could not kill him because his employer is going to find out that he spilled the beans if we get that truth serum working. And he's not going to want him back. Or he's going to kill him himself. Mm-hmm. I agree with this. How many temporary hit points did you get from False Life? 1d4 plus 4. 5 temp hit points. So I'm at 38. Agamir, didn't you want to know about the environment that we're in? So it's the same darkened alley that you met him in before. You recall that he pulled his goons down from the um, the second floor of the alley. They were holed up up there while they were watching you when you met the first time. So you are aware that there are places for people to be up there. So you get there a little early so no one's there right now. You do not see anyone. Okay. So I think it might be a good idea to have Sath in hiding up there since she's ranged. But uh, what if the goons are up there and then I open the door and there are two of them right there? So they were on the roof, right? They were on the second level. They were in the windows. 
you remember that you saw them shifting around in the windows. Okay. Sure, maybe we could set traps in those same windows of some kind, but we could all be on the ground together. I still feel like Seth might need to be in hiding of some kind, or that would give you advantage on an, an initial attack. But, I mean, I definitely want Scar there with me. And Yeah, I could, uh, I could sneak onto the roof, get a vantage point, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you cast False Life on yourself and you're getting up to the roof. Are you trying to be sneaky or are you just trying to get up on the roof? I'll just try and get up on the roof. Okay. You are up on the roof. You find a ladder uh, along the side, almost like a fire escape, but it's just like a roof access ladder. And you're able to get up. There's a nice little garden up there. Looks like someone's trying to do a little uh, horticultural experimentation. <laughs> I take a minute to admire the garden and go, oh, that's so cute. It looks like the tomatoes are about ready to pluck off the vine, but they're not quite there. Damn. I peer over the side and look at the other three. Okay. Yeah, you've got a pretty good view of the alley. And so long as you don't have your thunder cannon over the edge, you don't think that anyone really would really be able to see you. So everyone else is going to be on the ground then? Yeah, that makes the most sense. Okay, so after a few minutes, everyone's calm, sitting there, maybe a little um, nervous about what's going to go down. And you see three figures coming down the alley. Uh, one is small, two are rather large, and they're walking down, and they come into view, and it's Reg and his goons. Well, well, well. Agamir, I'm glad that you finally come to your senses. Are you ready to sell me that sapphire? Oh, uh, yeah, about, about that, Reg. <laughs> Agamir, you can't do this to me. You don't do this to me. You, I don't want to hurt you. We're friends, right? Whoa, 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 who's talking about hurting people? Well, and from the looks of it, I don't think you'd be do, doing much of the hurting, Reg. Oh, I can hold my own. Uh, trust me, trust me. But well, it's not going to come to that now, is it? Now hand over the sapphire. I give you 250 gold and we call it a day, huh? I guess I'm just a little curious. I'm still curious who who wants this, uh, this sapphire so badly. We can offer him like a beverage with some truth serum in it. <laughs> right here on the site. Trying to be all nice and friendly. Yeah, let's make a drink. Let's have a toast to our new found uh, partnership. Is that what you'd like to do? I, I guess I can do it. I feel like Reg and I are not really friends. He seems to be more wanting to be friends with Agamir since he is also part of the criminals. I'm just a weirdo. Well, who has the truth serum? It's would be Saf. I imagine I'd give one to at least Drew. Yeah, since we were on the ground. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And also, I'd imagine that I gave the Sapphire to Agamemnon just in case he needed to show it or something. Okay. I feel like that's a bad idea, but okay. To give to give me the Sapphire? Well, we would have talked about this already that we didn't. We forgot to talk about it. Should I give you the, the Sapphire? Do you think? No? Yeah, I feel like that would may have made sense, but we would like at the same time we're not. I'm not interested in parting from it. Okay, so 
You have it just in case. Yeah, just in case. Okay. So Drew kind of, um, is there, can you describe this room for me? I don't know if you already did, but can you like, what's in it, in it? It's a back alley. It's a, you know, it's not clean. It's not dirty. There's, you know, some crates and garbage refuse along it. It's not so bad that it couldn't have a rooftop garden, obviously, but you know, it's, it's not a back alley that you'd find in Lux or something like that. It's more for these back alley deals and that kind of thing. It's not uh, generally a footpath. So if you imagine the space behind a bunch of restaurants, you know, where they keep their dumpsters and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So do you want to try to give him the truth serum or do you want me to? Agony. Um Like, I, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah, if we give him the truth serum, like how, I guess, Nate, how long does it take to kick in? It's fairly instantaneous, I believe, but I'll double check. I think they have to make a con save. Do they know that they have ingested the truth serum? Because I feel like you could just bust out a bottle of like nice, like a nice spirit and be like, yeah, in fact, I uh, I brought this along so we could toast our new partnership. Uh, you've made me kind of rich here and I thought I would uh, thank you for it kind of thing. We could slide of hand it into the glass. I feel like if this was our plan, we could have already like put it in the glass and then just make sure we give him that one. Okay. I like that idea. Because you see, he keeps talking about how he wants to be friends. The affected creature is aware of the fate and can avoid answering questions they would normally have responded with a lie to. Okay, so they are aware that they've been poisoned. Yeah, so it's as if they're under the um, the effects of a zone of truth. No way, come on. The creature subjected to this poison must succeed on a DC-11 con save throw or become poisoned for one hour. The poisoned creature can't knowingly speak a lie as if under the effect of the zone of truth spell. So he, he can't lie. You said he, he can't can... lie, but he can be evasive. He can choose not to answer. Because he knows that he is under the effect of... So he, when we, if we do this, when he drinks it, he's going to realize that he has this in him now. So he's going to be upset, <laughs> I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. And he may want his goons to start beating us up and that would cause a fight. And yeah. Yeah, probably not the best idea. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling a fight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could do that. We could try. Um, I could, or Scar, or I could try to lure the goons somewhere else. Like you can start off with, like, yeah, let's drink, and like the first few are fine, and maybe like the third or fourth drink is when you try to slip it in, and that way. Um, I feel like I'm just giving instructions to like date rapists. I'm very sorry. But like third or the fourth drink so that he's not suspecting it. And then somewhere between those first few drinks, Scar and I can try to lure the goons away. So then it's just Agamir and Reg. And Safina with her thunder cannon aimed at Reg should he get too squirrely. And at that point, he would not only he would be under the effects of true serum and drunk. Yeah. He would also know that he's been that this is happening. So you would need to find a way to silence or make him quiet so he doesn't scream for help. Well, if he's drunk, is it like if there's a there's a chance he would just maybe think he's drunk? Nathan, is that something we could do? Try and trick him into not really realizing that he's under the zone of truth spell. Yeah, like if he's been if he's kind of drunk and then we give him the truth serum, do you think maybe he'll think he's just really drunk and be like, I don't know why I feel like I can tell you this, but blah 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 blah. 
or is it going to be as soon as he takes a sip of the drink with the truth serum in it he he knows it's truth serum he knows what happened and he's gonna be mad i am going to rule that being drunk would lower his inhibitions so first off he would have a disadvantage on the saving throw and then he would because of his lowered inhibitions he would need to make a save against would it be like a wisdom save maybe yeah, like a wisdom save against um, divulging information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would he be a disadvantage for that as well? Uh, no, it would just be a... He would have regular odds. But he's not going to know that he's been poisoned if he if we, he's drunk enough beforehand. If he's... And he fails his saves. It remains to be seen. We'd have to see what he rolls. That's what I'm saying. Like, should he fail his saves? Like, it's possible to do what we're trying to do. Like, I don't want to do it if it's literally not possible to do it. But first of all, you'd have to get the goons away. The yeah, likelihood I'm, of that happening. I'm talking about, like, just feasibly. Let's say I get the goons away. Let's say he fails his check. Let's say all this happens. Is that what's going to happen? Or do we need to be, be like, more as soon as he takes a step, he's going to try to fight, which means Agamir's going to need rope or something to tie him up. Agamir, do you have rope? Yeah, a lot of rope. <laughs> okay, great. Use that, I guess, if he gets squirrely. Staff will protect you after that. Scar and I need to come up with a plan to get Bingo and Bongo away from what's going on. Bingo and Bongo. Where are they? They're on either side of Reg. So if you take out the thing and you're like, let's drink, and then hopefully he'll be like, hell yeah, let's drink, and then <laughs> we can do that for a while. Of course, the other the guards drink as well, which is what's going to help us lure them away. Can I? Can we say that we brought a lot of alcohol? I will say that on the way from your base of operations and fellows, you procured liquor and formulated this plan. Stopped at the liquor store. <laughs> How much did it cost me? It cost you ten silver, so one gold. Isn't a hundred silver a gold? No, it's ten. Y'all, I want to live in Lanamora. <laughs> it's cheap to get drunk. <laughs> okay. I, um, as Reg is talking to me, I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, I know I brought your Sapphire, man. But I figured, you know what? You're right. I've, uh, to quote what Emily said, I'm like, you're making me pretty rich here. I figured we can celebrate. And so I, I reach back and grab a bottle. I'm so, I'm front and center facing Reg. Would it be Scar on my right set and Drew on my like left behind me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and he hasn't seen Saf at all in the encounters that you've had with him. He saw yeah. Scar the first time, then Drew the second time, so he doesn't know about Saf. Yeah. So Agamir, I'm glad you. I'm I'm really I'm touched. You know, it's it's not very often that you you, you strike up a business agreement with someone who's just so thoughtful. Yes, absolutely. Let's. Let's drink to our good fortune. All right. So he grabs the the bottle, smells it. I imagine that you brought goblets with you as well. Yeah. Red Solo cups. (laughs) (laughs) He pours some of the spirit, wine, liquor, whatever it was, into uh, one of the goblets and hands it to uh, Zuth. And Zuth. I guess he has to take his helmet off. He takes his helmet off. What does he look like? It's like the mountain. 
<laughs> yeah, you realize that he is a Goliath. Oh. He's got the telltale tattoos on his face. Oh, and he God. takes a big uh, big drink from the goblet. He stands there for a second, smacks his lips, and hands the goblet back to Reg and nods. Oh, he says, like, poison tester. Good thing we didn't start with that. Well... Uh, maybe you've got more sense than I uh, give you credit for there, Agamir. Not trying to uh, poison me or my compatriots, so I, I guess this will be the last time I uh, underestimate you. You know what? Let's let's drink. For real this time. And he pours a few more goblets in. Yeah. How, we, how are we getting this thing into his drink? We're going to have, it'll take a few rounds, I think. It's, it's going to take a minute. Like, basically, now that he <laughs> oh, kind of okay, more yeah. trusts us, and I figure we go a few rounds, let's, like, what if we, um, let's play a drinking game. Drinking let's play game. Never Have I Ever. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> With Reg. Get him okay, drunk. Yeah, it's time. <laughs> let's play Never Have I Ever. Oh, my Dungeons God. Dungeons and Dragons edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everyone roll for initiative. Uh. God. Duff and Giro are not playing. Natural 20. 14. I crit myself. And I did on the other side of the spectrum. <laughs> what did you get, uh, Drew? 14. And Saf? Uh, you're not playing either because you're on the roof. She's so bored. <laughs> She's like, holy shit, this is taking way too long. Poor thing. Got the boring job. I see the alcohol and I'm like, oh. Why? <laughs> you forgot your flask at home or at the inn. All right, so Scar is going to be first. It's just like regular Never Have I Ever rules, except you got to think of things that your D&D character has not done that you think the other characters have. Things such as uh, cutting off limbs or uh, encountering yeah. a griffin or something like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So everyone hold up your three fingers. Oh, this is going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> never have I ever... Agamir, you're in on this. I've never played this. How do you play Never Have I Ever? Oh my god, you've never played? <laughs> you'll, you'll see, you rolled a one. You rolled a one, you'll see. Okay, you'll get okay. that, you'll see. Uh... And keep in mind, if you're trying to get Reg drunk, you might want to try things that he has done. Never have I ever worked for a crime wash. <laughs> I am not saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, please don't. <laughs> Um, never have I ever sailed into the Mithril Peninsula. It's fair. Right. So if you have done that, you have to put a finger down and take a drink. Agamir takes a drink. Reg keeps his fingers up. Shit. Oh, no. I've always wanted to go to the Mithril Peninsula, but I haven't gotten that far east. Hmm. It's going to be Drew's turn now. So Agamir put a finger down and Drew has not put a finger down. So Drew, it is your turn. Something that Reg has never, something that Reg has done, something that Reg would have done. You know that he is associated with the Violet Rose out of the Barony of Talaria. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you know he's a goblin. Okay. So I look around and I'm like, never have I ever been to the Barony of Talaria. Ah. ah I gotcha. <laughs> that's sneaky. That's sneaky. You know where I'm from. <laughs> All right. He puts a finger, Reg puts a finger down and he takes a big old drink of the wine or liquor. It's wine. I'm going to say it's wine. We have a variety. 
Yeah. Uh, okay. uh, Reg likes wine, so he is fine. Makes sense. Now it's Reg's turn. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, never, never have I ever drawn a longbow. <laughs> I'm too short. My arms aren't. Uh, so Scar puts a finger down and takes a drink. Agamir takes another drink. Oh, no. And Agamir takes a drink as well. I'm not proficient in longbows. No, you do. You have a crossbow. But, but I, I would have. But he, in his life, I'm sure he would have used a longbow. Is what he <laughs> oh, said. Okay. So at some point, he has. Okay, so Agamir, it is your turn. It's good for Drew. She lived in a cave for like most of her life. <laughs> what happens when I put all three of my fingers down? Do I have to finish the drink? You have to finish your drink. All right. Yeah. You could. Uh, you could have bluffed and not put your fingers down. Your finger down. Well, you have it's to true. roll a deception. I mean, that is just added complexity. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're already uh, playing a game within a game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. All right, Agamir. So so I shouldn't say something that I've done. Yes, something okay. that you have not done. Okay. Something that you have never done and that you think that Reg would have done. Hmm. I was going to say, I was like, never have I ever joined the, the C-level club. <laughs> what? The C-level club? That. It's like Mile High Club, but on a boat. Is that like fucking on a boat? Yeah. <laughs> I love how Jordan's never played the game, but he gets the essence of its sexual nature immediately. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is easy. This is what this game's for. Like, he's never played it, but he knows. Uh-huh. I can't. Sea <laughs> no, level uh, club. Agamir's, Agamir's in a partying mood. <laughs> he says that anyways and takes a drink. He's been a, like <laughs> on the sea forever, and you're saying he's never had sex on a boat? Oh no, I finished my drink. He, he put a finger down and is like, ah. Reg also puts a finger down and he goes, oh, Agamir. <laughs> <laughs> I down it for another class. <laughs> a sacrificial drink. That's a, that's a bold move. You know what? I like that. And Reg finishes his drink as well and Ooh, pours more wine. Oh, nice. oh. All right. Round two. Yeah. Round two. Okay. Uh, uh, tiefling, you're first. Never, never have you ever. <laughs> I, I mean, I've done a lot of things, man. <laughs> Um, seen a lot of shit. No, <laughs> um, never have I ever worn violet. That's that's a little on the nose, don't you? Think? <laughs> never you have just, I ever been a violet rose. You just singling me no, out here. No, I said worn I, I mean... violet. Never have I ever worn anything that's the color violet. I guess you're a copper mantle. <laughs> Still. Oh, well, okay, well, uh, all right, Eladrin. Um, never have I ever, it's going to be like stupid stuff because Drew's been living underground forever. So like never have I ever, what's, yeah, what's like a normal food that everyone eats in Ilar's birth? Corn dogs. <laughs> Official food of Ilar's birth. Weasel dogs. Weasel dogs? Well, that would be uh, Ada's bounty, right? They had that weasel infestation. That was. Probably became a staple. Okay, never have I ever had a weasel dog. (laughs) (laughs) 
I feel like I definitely have. <laughs> Reg puts a finger down. That's uh, one of my favorites. Oh, I love it. Uh, uh, it just tastes so good. I, I mean, it's horrible for me, but I love it. <laughs> he takes a drink of the wine. You you feel like he's starting to feel the the effects. You know, goblins are small. Nice, nice. Maybe we put it in his drink. Yeah, when are we doing this? Well, I figure we finish this round and then be like, we're about to start a new round and I can be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom, which is always my excuse. Oh, wait, we started a new round, so I was supposed to put three fingers up. Okay. Yeah. So I'm back to two. And I can just be like, oh, I got to get up and I'll kind of like stumble out and maybe try to take one of the guards with me. And then if you can do the same, maybe leave Reg alone with Agamir and they can share a drink together and Agamir can uh, slip slip into the drink then. Do you feel? Uh-huh. So we'll finish out this round and then be like, ooh, lots of drinking. Gotta empty the tank. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what people do when they drink, right? All right. Whose turn is it? It's Reg's turn. Okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Let's see. Now, I've done a lot of things, too, so it's hard to, <laughs> to think of it. Um, Let's see. Never have I ever cut someone's limb off. Yeah. I've never done that. Drew puts a finger down. So does Scarlet. Nagamir takes a drink. <laughs> nice. Did we do that at all together? I don't remember. No. I just think that Drew's done it. I know, yeah, me too. <laughs> All right, Agamir, what you got? Hmm. Uh, I'll be a little more tame this round. Uh, never have I ever uh, traveled deluxe. I have to drink. <laughs> yeah, neither have, neither have I, you know. It, uh, I know. They don't really like goblins over there, right? Oh, I suppose so. Do they not? Never have I ever been a fucking racist. How about that? <laughs> hey, you know, well, the tiefling, uh, yeah, you got to drink, finish your drink. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, what do you think? Uh, another round, another round? All right. I'm down for another round, but I'm going to have to go to the bathroom first. And I stand up and I look at the two goons and I'm like, I'm a little tipsy. Could one of you please escort me to the facilities? Roll me a persuasion, please. Okay. That is an 18 plus 4. 21, 22. Okay, so Zuth or Giro, you're not sure which one, looks at Reg and you can't see through the armor, but it looks like, should I? Is that cool, boss? Yeah. And Reg goes, yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, be um, chivalrous and all that. Chivalrous. Nice. All right, we leave. Why are you making me like Reg, Nate? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I like it. Uh, yeah, you're all gonna adopt a goblin. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay, so one uh, Zuth and or Giro. No, Zuth or Giro is gone. The other one is still standing there behind Ridge. Let's say I took Zuth with me. Okay, you you took Zuth. Giro is still standing there. Got it. And how do I? What what was I doing? Was I doing the same thing or? It does not be the exact same thing, but find a reason for him to leave with you. Like, um, well, if we're, we're stopping, can you show me where the snacks are or like whatever? <laughs> like something just to get Agamir and because uh, we're, we're pausing between the next round. So we're like, oh, we'll be right back. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, we're just going to pause for a second and be right back. And in that time, we're all gone is when Agamir is going to put the stuff in his drink. Yeah, I'm just I don't know why I would. 
why don't you get another bottle of wine? Yeah, you can go go get another bottle of wine. Again, ask for, you know, someone to help you carry it. Maybe it's a big cask. You need some help from big muscle dude. Okay. Yeah, so while we're taking a break uh, for Drew to go to the bathroom, what's his name? Who didn't go? Giro. Giro. Hey, Giro, you know, I got this really big cask of this really good stuff out of Lux uh, as a present from a, from a friend. Do you want to help me bring it over and we can really get this party going? Roll me a persuasion or deception, please. Sounds like something that Reg would be real into if he likes wine and can't go to Lux because apparently they're a bunch of fucking racists. 19. Giro doesn't even have to look at Reg. Reg says, oh, that good uh, uh, Luxon wine? Yeah, yeah, Giro, go go get it. Go get it. <laughs> go get it. Perfect. All right. So Reg and Agamir are all alone. So do you do you have the sapphire on you? Can I can I look at it? Yeah, absolutely. And I kind of I pull it out of my uh, satchel. I kind of I hold it in my palm. It's right between us for him to take a look. Yeah, he uh, reaches out and he's he takes a look at it. It really is beautiful, isn't it? Haven't seen anything quite like it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm just like, can I, um, can I pour you another drink? Oh, yeah, yeah, please. While we're waiting on drinks, can we pour you a drink? <laughs> he hands you his uh, goblet. All right. <laughs> You're like so nervous. Roll me a stealth or sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. Uh, it's going to be a sleight of hand. Okay. All right, I rolled a 19, and I'm adding the truth serum. Okay, so you hide the the vial of truth serum is like something like this, and you hide it against the. Good for an audio podcast. Yeah, it, it looks like a um, like a chapstick. Chapstick tube. Chapstick tube. Uh, so you hold it in your hand up against the side of the the neck of the wine bottle and you pour both into the goblet at the same time. Very deft. Ooh. And you hand it back to Reg as he's looking at the uh, the sapphire. And he puts the sapphire back down between the two of you. Nice. And he takes a drink. <gasps> oh no. Oh, so excited. <laughs> and with disadvantage, he fails his save. Oh shit. Oh. That's good. That's a good thing. This is exciting. And I'm going to do a wisdom save. This is the one we really need him to fail. He doesn't know that he's under the effects of a truth serum. Yes. Good. Awesome. Okay. All right. So every time that he would lie, he's going to do that save again. Okay. Okay. I don't think that's a thing. Uh, This this is what I'm doing for this because there's no rules for, for this. For inebriated truth serum. There's no rules for this, so that makes sense. So, like, yeah, the first time you take a sip of it, does he realize it's poison? No. And so I understand having to roll a wisdom save. Does he? Is he conscious enough to realize that he's giving this information not willingly? So he needs to take... Yeah. I, I get the wisdom saving throw every time. So he'll do a wisdom save every time that he... Anytime that he would be normally feel the compulsion to lie, if that makes sense. Okay, so I um, I kind of asked him, like, yeah, 
it is really so i'm like looking at the sapphire i'm like it is really beautiful and if, if you don't mind me asking again like so or i don't know just like so what what does your employer like what does your employer really want from from this whole collection how did they come to know about it yeah they uh were reading some old books and they found that this guy i drinden was uh interred in Ilar's birth and had these gems that could uh, bring him back to life. Apparently, he was some sort of powerful mage or something like that. So, you know, it's always good to have a mage on your side, right? I'm sure you know, Agamir. Yeah, I uh, I don't trust magic too much, but it it, it definitely come, it has its uses, I've, I have seen. Yeah, like saving your fucking life, but okay. Uh-huh. Sorry, I'm not in the room. <laughs> Player knowledge. She Drew feels annoyed in the other room. She doesn't know why. <laughs> yeah, mages mages come in handy. We had one a sorcerer really on one of our on our ship at one point. They were able to they could change the storms as they came and went. It um those were good those were good years. They, that that sorcerer moved on, but Interesting. They never had to study for it or anything. It was just born with it, you know? Yeah, that's that that seems very beneficial for a life at sea. Yeah, I always kind of envied that, but some of some of this other magic I've seen is uh scares me to my to my core. <laughs> so Okay, well interesting. So why would um you said that like they need someone on their side or it's good to have a magic user on their side. Why not just a regular magic user? Well, you know, all the magic users these days are, they're all the book smarts and they're all with the lore keepers or they're a druid and they stick to the trees or the, the water, <laughs> stuff like that. Just really love the trees. Yeah, they just, so, you know, having, this Drinden guy was supposed to be able to to bring the be- the dead back to life. So he's pretty, uh, he's a pretty interesting character, you know you can't really no one knows how to bring the dead back to life but they said they could do it a long time ago and he's been dead a long time who knows maybe he could do it again yeah maybe is there someone that Matt you know that your employer is trying to bring back in particular well wait wait a minute the, oh no oh no oh no too many questions I I don't I don't know that I should be be telling you that info. What what exactly is going on here, Agamir? Are you did you are you did you drug me? And that's where we're gonna end. Oh no! Uh... <laughs> oh no no! You didn't ask who was his employer. <laughs> I was getting around to it. Getting there. Uh, he is poisoned for one hour though, so he's still under the effects of this truth serum. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you could play it off and be like, "Nothing's going on. I was, we're just You're having just a really drunk, you weirdo." Having a friendly conversation. Who's your boss, by the way? I forgot to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like that's. I was like, "How am I gonna?" Even if we don't bring it bring it back around, I think it would be more important if we're not gonna kill him. It's more important that he doesn't that he's a friend to us right now because he knows he's gonna he has more information than. Are we giving him the sapphire? No, that's not the plan. Oh, okay. So, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you had a great time listening. I had a great time DMing, and I hope my players had a great time playing. 
This week's Village Idiot, uh, right at the last second, is going to be Agamir, I think. Uh-huh. For not making uh, the one of the first questions he asked to Reg while he was unbeknownst under the truth serum be, who is your boss? <laughs> That's valid. It's very valid. So fair. Drew's going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All this work. So, yeah. What is that? The third time, Agamir? I think it's number three. Yeah. That's... Uh, that's something else, huh? That, that was a that was that was clutch right at the last second. But yeah, if you want to uh, talk to us about how you feel about that, uh, they could reach out to us on social media, right, Nicole? They can. You can go to Twitter and find us at Village Idiot Pod. If you want to talk to us personally, you can find me at Nicole the Nerdy. You can find me at J Roma Twenty. I'm at Neurotic Good. You can find me at Village Idiots DM. And uh, you can't find me because I'll be too busy crawling into a hole full of shame. <laughs> we also have a website, villageidiotspodcast.com. We've got some artwork, some fun facts about the world of Lanamora, the gold count for Agnir's ship, the count to see how many times we've each been the Village Idiot. And also a link to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, want to hear more from your favorite idiots? Well, you're in luck because we've officially launched our Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan in behind the screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dilly and Dally. And even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. But if a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening, and we really do love uh, getting those ratings and reviews. It definitely helps us out and makes us feel good about ourselves. And, you know, we we just really want to feel good about ourselves. Mm-hmm. Help us. Help us. So be sure to tune in next week to find out what is going to happen with Reg. Uh, until then... It, Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, man.